overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on his people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Welcome back to Embarrassment of Riches. Hey, Laura. Hello. Exciting news. Christy Kirby's back with us again. Hey, yeah. Christy. Hey. Raise the roof. Again. This time she just did kind of like a shoulder shimmy. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. She's here. So uh, we are rolling in here hot, um, flying by the seat of our pants. Uh the uh, the only plan that we have is we're talking about marriage. 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 Which is the first word that the guy that married Kaylin and I said when we walked down the aisle. Marriage. Yes, my family had put him up to it. That's funny. Now, you know what's um you know what's you know what else is funny, Christy? Uh, like I was looking back at our topics this season and I'm pretty sure that and I don't, I, I, this is again, my, one of those percentages. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure hmm. 90% of the, um, topics of our podcast this season were suggestions from Christy Kirby. Amen. <laughs> and we are thankful. <laughs> what would we have done without a list from Christy Kirby? Um, I think we would have been in a whole lot of trouble. So we are thankful for you. <laughs> I, know. I know. I keep coming back and consulting it. I need to post again to, for people to give us ideas because this has been a kind of a, a harder season for us just because we haven't had guests, which is like yeah. a natural interview. Um, and we talk to each other regularly throughout the week. So sometimes when we get in here, I feel a little bit like, Humana, 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 don't say something dumb that's recorded forever. I think you guys are in a good group. I've told you this before, but I think it's it's really evident how close you guys are friends and that you're both, I took for granted that you're both healthcare professionals, you know? So I feel like you're kind of in a good stride and, and I've enjoyed listening to the last Thank couple you. episodes. That's, oh, what, that's why we were saying all that was just to get you to say nice hey, things I'm, to us. I'm, I'm, here, I'm here for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Stroke the ego. Yeah. Um, like the Canadians always do to us. And I'm being very distracting right now because I'm on my phone, but I'm trying to register my child for something. So please, y'all continue. You've been doing this for some time <laughs> Yes, now. I was having problems, but I, I yes. Okay, well, we, I think what, what we talked about was uh, like our, our, our loose outline was that we were going to kind of talk about marriage in the context of like, what were some of the expectations that we had going into marriage? Now, Lori, you and I have both been married about 15 years, right? ish yes 16 okay. in in december and how about you christy um, in the fall we'll be married 10 years oh 10 years okay so it's so so we've all um we've all been through um you know at least a decade ish of marriage so what were some of the expectations that you had when you first got married that mm. now looking back seemed kind of kooky well when cameron and i we had only dated for six months so when, when we got married, we had never even had a fight. So we mm. didn't have any kind of, we didn't, we had never spent the night together. And yours was kind of an arranged marriage, A correct? little bit of arranged yes. marriage. Yes, and if you have not Okay, 
No. Hey, I'm all wait. for I'm all for arranged marriages. I will talk about that on another podcast. It was a setup. Let's call it a setup. It was an arranged marriage. It was arranged of marriage. Sort, sort, sort. So uh, it wasn't. But but y'all go back and listen to Christy's interview from season one, uh, and you'll hear the story of how her and Cameron met, which is worth. Yeah. It, it's yes, worth it's a, listen. a good listen. Yeah. It's so, a, so anyway, so you had only been dating six months. We got married, and we had we both had like part time jobs or we're living with our parents. So we hadn't had any like stress. And so that was, and he hadn't, he, I'm quite a bit older than him and he hadn't really had any relationship experience. So, and I was also just newly sober, which hmm. you're not supposed to get married within a year, even though I did. And so I was a little crazy and he was a little rigid hmm. and we just kept hitting our heads and it was really great. And then it was really not great. And so that, that was a surprise. That can you, can you recall specifically one of your first arguments after you got married. Okay, here's the here's the. I think I might have touched on this once before because this this is funny. So he was the roommate in college who everybody moved out from because he was so anal. Hmm. Yes, <laughs> and like. And now you're his forever roommate. And now I'm his forever roommate. And then I was the roommate who and was. Everyone the incon- knows how anal sevens are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was the inconsiderate roommate in college yeah. who would like eat the other people's food or like borrow their clothes with us. Drink all their diet cokes. <laughs> yes. So we were the extreme, like extreme, extreme opposites. And like that, I think that was the part was like that, he, you know, he just like, if I didn't do it how he wanted it, then he, he was kind of like upset about it. And, and I don't want people to be upset with me and I don't want it to be uncomfortable. I want it to be fun and joyful all the time. And so that was really that was really uncomfortable kind of you know not that maybe his moods weren't that crazy but to me it felt crazy mm-hmm. that wow this isn't just all fun <laughs> because you were expecting marriage to always be fun uh, yes oh because dating him was always fun there was never we, we didn't even find time to fight so right. I really just thought everybody's on their best behavior yeah and and, and I never really understood that before but then now I do mm-hmm. you know what so for um I I don't know if we were talking about this like at dinner the other night or, or what, but we were, uh, Annie was, Annie was telling us that when she expected that when she and Pat got married, that they would read together in bed, like to each other. And I, I like to joke with her that Kyle and I actually did do that. Like that expectation was met that first year of marriage. We did do that, but we were reading like scary short stories to each other. And I like to tell them both. That sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> no, I loved, I actually loved doing it, but the only way I got Kyle to do it was by reading scary stories. <laughs> actually, you, you want to know what the truth is? I, Kaylin and I did switch back and forth reading a book to each other on our honeymoon. It was like an action, dumb, like Tom Clancy type book. But yeah, we actually did. It is did. kind of fun. I, I miss that. I had a, one of my girlfriends when I was like in seventh grade, we used to read to each other and I did love that. But so I, that, that, that was not one of my expectations, but one of Annie Mooney's expectations was realized in my marriage. And Pat Mooney's expectation was to not do that. Yeah, it, it was. And I think that was the expectation that was met. Yes. Um, but one of the things that I think, um, was surprising to me that like I, I always like, I I love company. So I assumed that I would always, um, be hosting. Well, not that it was like, I, 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 that first year of marriage, like Kyle and I would be hanging out and then it would be like 10 o'clock at night. And then I, I, I would think in my head, well, that was fun. I'd like to go home now. Mm. <laughs> 
like because I wanted I like I missed having like my own room, my own oh, space, okay. like this place to get away, mm-hmm. like and uh, and I think I didn't realize that I actually do need a little bit of that. It didn't last it long. I remember uh, one time Kyle and I were supposed to go to Houston to see his his family uh, like over Christmas, and I felt sick and was like not sure if I could go or not. And I remember one of his friends was like joking with him and and was saying, "Oh, she's probably playing sick to not have to go see your family." Which, first of all, I like his family, so that's not true. But second of all, Kyle was like, no way. Jessica, like, she, like she'd have to feel pretty bad to not want to go. She does not want to be left home mm-hmm. alone for three days. Like, that is not true. And that is, like that. Like I said, that is true. I don't want to be home alone for three days by myself. But I wouldn't mind an evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't know about myself. How about you? What, is there something I'm that... I'm trying to think back. That's, I mean... We have a similar story. We knew each other for four months and got engaged and got married four months later. So we only knew each other for eight months. Um, so we did not know each other well. And I, we were engaged when we had our first argument. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, we are not doing this well. Like, I don't know what well looks like. My only other relationship, long-term relationship had also not been like healthy communication So I was really kind of bringing some of that baggage in with me of going, this feels really similar. I'm freaking out. And um, I mean, obviously we resolved it and got married, but there were some things like that in our marriage where we were just immature. We were just young and dumb and I was emotional. And I remember there was one time where I was like, going to storm out of our apartment at the time. And like that resolves nothing, but it felt like the right thing to do. Like I had seen in movies. And so I think I had an expectation of like, he's going to chase after me and grab my hand, you know, and it's just like silly. And he, and he did it. Actually, you know what? He did not chase after me, but he did reach up and like take my hand as I was about to walk out. Cause he was on the couch. Cause I had told him he was going to the couch, all very productive things, but I think my expectation was that we wouldn't fight, that we wouldn't argue. And then I had expectations of if we had to, how that would happen. And it wasn't. So I, I was more surprised at myself wanting to run away from it than anything about Kaylin. So that was, I, I had, we both had to learn to sit in the conflict and, the biggest thing for me in our first few years of marriage was awareness of how he receives messages versus how I want to deliver them. <laughs> so that that whole like drinking from a, a, a fire hose, that's Kalen when I keep talking. Or another metaphor could be shoving food in his mouth when he's still chewing. <laughs> so he cannot digest it. Um, so that to me was like learning more about what I could change, what I could affect versus going like, I want Kaylin to be different, which I did a lot of. You know, um, I think when Kyle and I, so Kyle and I started dating in January and were married by November. So Mm -hmm. we were short too. Mm -hmm. Um, but we never argued when we were dating ever. Um, and 
the funny thing was what we used to like make up arguments when we were dating. Like, what would we even argue <laughs> I about? Remember you telling and, me and, this. and so we would, so it would, we would, we would have these like mock arguments and I would say things like, why can't you just express your emotions verbally? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that is what we fight about. Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> whatever it was that we made up was like, it was seemed ridiculous at the time, but that that's it. Um, but that was that, I think that was kind of a surprise to me too, because I'm like, I, because we got along so well Mm -hmm. that it was hard to imagine that we would actually fight. And of course I, I frequently say Kyle and I don't fight often Mm -hmm. and that's a really good thing because we don't fight well, (laughs) like, but, but it's true. I think especially in our first year of marriage or first couple of years of marriage, we are very lucky that um, I, I think we're an opposite that doesn't bump heads much. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because um, I have lots of ideas and lots of energy and Kyle is very laid back and often doesn't care. And so um, there's not a lot of friction and he likes someone else to kind of like propel motion Mm -hmm. and not have to do it himself and I like to do whatever I like to do and so that so there's just there's not that many opportunities for friction but when they happen that for those first couple of years oh gosh I think you and Kyle also have a lot of grace for each other like some just some fundamental personality things about each of you you're like you celebrate that about the other person like what do you mean so Kyle's more of an introvert yes and you feel many times protective of that part of him. Like by saying, you know, I don't know that that would be really Kyle's jam. Like, I don't, I don't think he would enjoy himself there. You you know, you'll stand up for that. Or Kyle, on the other hand, knows that you are an extrovert. So he might plan something for your birthday that involves a gathering of people. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, and, and I think that he, um, you know, like you said, he likes that you propel different projects and have ideas and want to change the living room around or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he loves that or paint, about me. Or paint the living room. <laughs> with, with my... <laughs> well, she's saying that um, one of the stories, and y'all, I mean, y'all don't know me that well. Well, some of y'all do, but I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to tell this story because um, it is, um, Laura is wrong about part of this I was right about a lot of it she that was, was just right about example. some of those things but she's wrong about it I also think that those things that you were talking about like the grace that we've had for, we have for one another you met us when we had been married about 10 years um mm-hmm. I don't think that that would have been true of us in early marriage I think Kyle was content to have um me be the primary uh source of like entertainment like he like he he was quite content to like just do stuff with me as an as an introvert and like I'm a fun extrovert like he like I was all the company that he needed I never it was like that and I felt sometimes um like I so I think we were at odds then sometimes because I was constantly wanting to do stuff with other people and he was constantly not. Mm-hmm. And I remember at, at many points Kyle saying things to me like, and he'll still occasionally say something like this, like when I'm like want to introduce him to a new couple, he'll say, 
I have the exact amount of friends, or I currently have the exact amount of friends that I want. <laughs> Stop bringing your extroversion. Yeah, right. I currently have the exact amount of friends that I want. So, uh, so he, he and he, I, I'm joking, but kind of not. But I think in early marriage, I don't think he realized how much I needed friendship, like that how much I needed outside friendship mm-hmm. and how much, um, that if I got that, that our marriage would be much better. And I think also, I don't, it was, it's inconceivable to me sometimes like at, like early in our marriage it was inconceivable to me that he really didn't want to be around people mm-hmm. like that. And again, it was it, so different. It from was you. so different. Well, from and me. you got, you said that you're more of an extrovert. And yeah. your husband's more of an introvert. Have y'all faced any? Oh, well, he, he doesn't say the thing about he has the exact amount of friends. Like, he has a small group of guy friends from the gym that he sees, but he he's not wanting to get in any more groups or do any more dates. Or <laughs> Like, when I ask him, should we, like, do a date night? Like, that does not appeal to him. He You know, he has, like, that little pocket of guys that he likes, mm-hmm. and he would maybe do something with them, but, yeah. How have you guys kind of managed that for him to be able to meet your extroverted needs? And you meet his introverted needs. I just do stuff by myself. Like I'll go meet the girls or, um, I don't know. Or we spend a lot of time together. I've learned to let him be my person and I'm his person. So he kind of, you know, and now I kind of like that, mm-hmm. you know, I like being home. Yeah. Um, so I think I changed a little bit too. But you know, one of the things for, for us and like, so Laura said, like, I, I will protect Kyle's time, um, or, or I will like not push him into doing something that I know is going to make him uncomfortable. Um, that came with like years of marriage of me kind of like knowing who my husband is. But one of the things that I feel like early on or after the first couple of years that we really sensed with each other was like, there were certain things that like were life giving to me, which, and that was like being around friends. So we have been very generous with one another with that. Like Kyle is a musician. He has been in a band almost the entire time of our marriage. That's something I'm willing to give him, even though it takes time away from our family, it takes time Mm -hmm. away from, uh, from us together, but he, it, it makes him who he is. It gives him joy and he feels fulfilled when I do that. So I think he and I have been really good about like, there are girls that I meet for margaritas every month whenever COVID's not going on. Um, the, every month I was in two book clubs. Like I, like there, I had all these things like mm-hmm. that where it would be like something that I was going out and doing that was fun and met a need of mine. And Kyle has never acted resentful about that. He's always like championed me getting to do those things. Well, I think that would be maybe an early marriage pitfall is this mentality. I had maybe a mentality of like, we're supposed to do everything together. Like we're supposed to want to be together all the time. And I remember feeling a little guilty. Um, when he first, like when we were first separate, like by choice, not because we had to go to work, by choice and I felt energized by going and doing something without him thinking is that okay like am I supposed to feel this good having gone out with my girlfriends or whatever and and yeah like you you do have to do some things separate and it's okay if you are getting some needs met by other people I would say that's another lesson I learned is like I cannot have any expectation of my husband 
being my 100% need meter. Like, oh, sure. Of my emotional needs, my social needs. Well, and I think for us, that part that helped us figure that 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 aspect out of it early on like like Jessica is going to need like I'm I I got I get more girls nights treat yourself you know <laughs> than, than most people do like I I I'm probably at least about once a week I'm doing like something with friends or you know alone that Kyle doesn't want to do but doesn't resent me doing mm-hmm. and then you know with him doing the band thing um For us, I think a lot of that, too, was that we had Lydia within a year of being married. Um, And so, and we have never had family live nearby. So we've never had built-in childcare help. Like, if we have a babysitter, we've paid for it, you know. That's our situation. Yeah, and so I think part of that was, like, realizing if we're not, it, the only way we're getting a break is if we're giving each other a break. We got to work mm-hmm. together. Yeah, and we got to work together. So what is it that like? What is it that gives you life? What is it that mm-hmm. gives me life? And let's allow for that, and let's not be resentful of it. Let's like, let's go. Yeah, you want to be in a band? Yeah, go yeah. for it. Do it. You want to? Yes. You don't want to play out? Sure. Um, and and I also don't think we try. I don't. I don't think we take advantage of that. But. Um, but I think I think part of us getting to that place early on was because we had a kid early on, and we both knew we needed a break. Mm-hmm. Now, Laura, the thing Laura was wrong about. <laughs> Laura says There's that so Kyle loves um, doing projects for me. Or no, I said he celebrates that part of you. <laughs> mm, I think that was false. That's um, an overshoot. So that's an overshoot. Kyle, like I, I, I say anything I can pin, Kyle can do. So like, anything I can pin on Pinterest, Kyle can do. He's real handy. And so, uh, and like, you know, I'm seven. I, I've got, I've always got ideas. I've got projects I want him to do. And so marrying a handyman was like, this is awesome. Mm, you know, yeah. so I, 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 I frequently have Kyle like working and, um, I don't know that he always loves that, but that one of the, so one of the things that Kyle like jokes about is like how many times are like how many coats of paint are in our office? Like, um, because I like that, that we have lived in this house for 10 years. He has probably painted it four times. It's because I'll just, you know, I changed the room. It's been, it's not an, it's been a dining room. It's been an office. It's been a playroom. It's been an, it's been a, you know, like we, and then back and forth and, you know, but a couple of years ago I had him, uh, or we, we were doing a bathroom remodel and um, the master bathroom and Kyle did not believe me that there are different shades of white and, um, but there are, it's true. And so I chose a shade of white that didn't match our like trim like in the bathroom, which caused him to basically have to paint all of the doors in that hallway and all the trim in that hallway. Like, and, um, so the bathroom remodel was basically done, but Kyle was still working on painting all the trim. And also Kyle is a nine with a one wing. So he's good at painting. Cause he does like, meticulous. Perf- he's meticulous, like the perfectionist, like he will do it. I am really bad at things that require care, um, I don't tape off when I paint and I don't care if I get red paint on the ceiling. Um, Oof. and so that is, Sounds so terrible. one of the ways that I often have motivated Kyle to paint is by threatening to do it myself. 
<laughs> because he can't live with it. Yeah. You know, it's like the yellow wallpaper. Do y'all remember that short story where yeah. that like it drives the person crazy? Mm-hmm. They think there's a person trapped behind the yellow wallpaper. So anyway, Kyle, um, when I paint, it's like the yellow wallpaper. He just can't stop looking at it and it bothers him. Um, but a couple of years ago when we were doing that bathroom remodel and he was still working on the trim, I had, I got this vision that um, I no longer liked the green paint that was in our den, and I wanted him to paint the, the room white. Um, but I knew that he doesn't always love it when I ask him to paint stuff, because although he is good at it, he does not enjoy painting. And um, so I was like, hey, Kyle, um, I think this room, because it doesn't have much natural light, would look so much better if it was white. What do you, since, we're, you know, what do you think about that? What, like, for maybe for, like, my Christmas present, because this was the summer, I was like, maybe for, like, my Christmas present, we, you could paint this room white. <laughs> and um, that was when Kyle started pretending, like... <laughs> yeah, what was Kyle's response? Kyle's response was, like, a fake conversation that he was having with the police. He said... Um, I, I don't know what he, he said, he said he would paint the room with my blood yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the yes, fake, I will co- paint this room I'll, yes, in your a, blood, a, in your blood, which he was joking, but, um, he, he then was proceeding to have a conversation with the police, a fa- the fake police, like, you know, in his mm-hmm. mind. And he was like, I'm not sure why there's bone and hair fragments <laughs> in, the wall. in the walls, officer. She just up and left. She don't just, know where I don't know she where went. she went. I don't. So the answer was no. So he did not care he did, to paint the room. He did not care to paint the room. And so. But I still think Kyle celebrates. That. Well, You're, but here, here's the thing. Uh, so how we resolved that, because it was like later marriage, um, I think part of it was later marriage. So we were wise, uh, like wise about some things. But also in later marriage, we had more money than we had in early marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how about I get Juan to mm-hmm. paint it? Juan is the guy that we have mm-hmm. frequently hired to paint for stuff. And he was like, okay, done. Yeah. So then, you know. Deal made. Deal, deal made. I like that later marriage term because that is true. Sometimes you have the, you have the experience on how to handle mm-hmm. it or the money helps a lot too. Yes. That, I mean, that, for sure. Because yeah. I think some of, some of, some of our solutions were like, you know, I've, I've had, I've had, I've had conversations with patients where they like have arguments about like chores and things like that Mm -hmm. early on. And it's like, when they get to a place in their marriage where they have the money where they can hire a cleaning lady, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well maybe we can just relax about this and just, and, and, and I'm not saying that like, like you can cover, but I think there's things that it's like, we can just take this out of the equation yes. in marriage. But I also think that there are, for sure, and where you can take it out of the equation, do. It's like if you're trying to watch what you eat, don't keep your favorite junk food in the house. If you can take it out of the equation, do it. I think there are some fundamental, not fundamental, some specific areas of marriage that are harder to... You know, you can't bring somebody in to raise your children if there's a difference in opinion about how that should happen. A lot of times, there's not somebody that can come and take over your finances if you guys have different perspectives on that, which, um, I mean, maybe I'm taking those two things from my own marriage, but who's to say? Um, I, I think, like, that's when it is smart to 
you know, have people that you can go to and say how, like wise people that you trust to say, how do you see this situation? Like, give us some thoughts. We're not asking you to take sides, but like speak some truth to us, um, which is something Kaylin and I were not good at. And, and that I think we're better at now. I'm certainly hope I'm good about taking marriage stuff to friends. Um, but that, I think having a community around you to say, not just like, I see your side, but I have friends in my life that are like, nope, that's not like, you're, you're kind of in the wrong here. Like I can see where he's coming from. And I, val- I mean, it sucks at the time cause you just want someone to tell you that you're right. But I really value that. I, I think I'm that kind of friend who probably will peck you to death with the questions like how many times do you have sex? Like, mm-hmm. um, an example, um, like how, like how do you, my husband doesn't think like pedicures and all that stuff is important. There's like a, like a frou-frou, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he doesn't care if I go. He's not all treat yourself. He's not mm-hmm. treat yourself husband. No. <laughs> and so it's like, how do you negotiate that? Like, mm-hmm. so I'm somebody like I recently have a friend who married somebody who's, who's wealthy and I'm like, did, did she get like a, did she get an allowance? Like, how does this mm-hmm. work? Like, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I want to, I do probably too annoying to my close friends who are having to answer these questions that you'd rather not talk about sometimes, you know, but I want to know like, how does that work in your house? Even though yeah. there'll be a different lens, like Cameron, he's a, he's a one with a very strong nine wing. Like it's 40, it's 49, 51%. Uh-huh. And he does not want a list. Like he can't, if, if I'm giving him a list of something he, that this is something I've actually only just recently come to understand after almost 10 years together, um, or we've been together 10 years total, um, it's like he can't, like, it's like he feels a stress when he knows there's something coming up. So if he has, like, a project, he's super handy around the house, but he, like, literally loses sleep when he knows there's something coming that he has Mm -hmm. to do. It's like, it's like something tacked onto his day, and, like, Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of women friends who have that problem. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like this thing that they have to do. So anyway. Yeah. This is a little bit of a ramble, but. No, I think it's just, it's it's part of knowing who you're married to, and adapting. Yes, and and adapting, and and like and knowing. I think pecking questions to friends is great. I'm really curious. Like, how does this work in your house? How do you guys communicate about that? What does conflict look like? Um, Kaylin and I have a a joke that Pat and Annie just bless each other when they argue, <laughs> and um, and, they do right, and they and they're like, no, no, <laughs> like that is not what happens in our house. So there is something good about knowing other people and knowing conflict is normal. What does healthy communication look like? What does unhealthy communication look like? When do we need someone to, to kind of be a third party perspective and going like, I think maybe you can grow in this area. I think this could look a little bit better. This could look a little bit kinder or more patient. Um, and, and, and while it's great to know other couples, I think those comparisons can be joy stealing because there is no ideal marriage. So to compare yourself to somebody else and go like, wow, they look like they're always getting along. Their children are always not in their pajamas at church. Like mine have been before, not on a pajama Sunday, like to, to look like they have it all together. That's not always a true representation. Like just kind of stay in your lane and look at your water, your grass. Whenever I give patients examples, like with stories from my own life, um, I always say, because I'm the barometer of normal. Yes. <laughs> um, and I say that with sarcasm because I think uh, to, to, to what you're saying is like, there, like there is no barometer of normal. Right. Like every, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's functional and there's dysfunctional. Yes. And that like, and there's no normal. Mm-hmm. Like when, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I think if there's a part of you that's going, I think this is 
entirely dysfunctional or I think there's a portion of this marriage that's dysfunctional, get some support. Like, have somebody go, yeah, no, that's not, that's not functional. That is not, that is not good. That is not healthy. Like, let's, let's help you find some resources to figure this out and make it better. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what do you think's gotten better in your marriage? Like in in the last 10 years, what do you think, like, where do you, like, for me, I think that was like, um, Kyle and I reading each other, like, like me getting to a place where I know where I'm pushed him too hard Mm -hmm. Um, and, and trying not to push and, and, and to like, and to hear his no, like, because that Mm -hmm. nine part of him, it's really hard for him to say no and now I recognize not yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I used to not recognize not yes from him. Mm-hmm. So, um, like if he didn't say no, I took that as yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think that's gotten better as far as what, like for me, like in our marriage, that's where he experiences the better. I think I experienced the better of like, um, I, th- I think he is, well, I mean, that was probably always that, like he, he, he's so non-judgmental that it's like, I have, I, I have always been allowed to be who I am and that feels really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about for you? Um, I think like back to like the first year and when, I think I might've shared this in the last podcast, but, um, like if we would get it, something would happen, it would be uncomfortable. There's like whatever the situation is. And I would just like amplify it be like I just can't do this for the next 50 years like Mm -hmm. just assuming that you know or just like making this one kind of catastrophizing a little bit yes like that was just where my mind would go to the point where I was like we're gonna have to get a divorce Mm. and he was like we're church Christ we're not getting a divorce (laughs) and then so I was like Lord you're gonna have to kill him because he won't divorce me and that and I'm not even joking maybe it'll be a painting accident (laughs) (laughs) I was and I was dead serious like so that tells you where I was at in that that first year of marriage but um so now I don't do that. Like now I try to like be as, I try to be as logical when it happens, even though it's still super, when it gets, when there's a friction, it's so uncomfortable for me. I guess that's my seven. I don't like to be uncomfortable and I just want to get it resolved. And I've had a, sometimes, sometimes he wants to get it resolved too, but sometimes he doesn't. And I have to give him that space mm-hmm. to like figure out what it is, you know, and I have better success with giving him time than maybe sometimes he'll apologize. Most of the time he doesn't still, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Um, and so mostly just like handle of God and like mm-hmm. God's been real generous. And like, I, I think a lot of whatever issues that we had, they, they're all gone. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we don't really fight that much anymore. I mean, we had one kind of really ridiculous fight, but, um, when his mom was here, that was the one thing I was like, please just don't be mean to me in front of your mom. Not like I think you would, but just mm-hmm. like, I don't know why I just feel real uncomfortable sometimes with in-laws or something. And like, so long story short, she had made this casserole, which is really good. It's like her special chicken casserole. It's so good. And like for some reason, all of a sudden, he felt convicted to make Carson try new meals, new foods at dinner. And this is not something y'all routinely We, we do. Know, she eats the same things all the time, and we're, and we're totally fine with that normally. Um, and so um, it's a good you know assortment of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she was like not wanting to take a bite, and she was like freaking out, and she just was like – and she's not super like – irrational or emotional it was almost like a toddler again like like basically like kicking and screaming on the floor 
And he was like, this is all your fault, Christy. <laughs> because, oh. I know, this is, this because basically two years ago, I made her try some sardines because now I eat sardines. I think they're really healthy for you, but they smell awful. And I had her, I made her take a bite. She took a bite and almost threw it up. And so he, I mean, this is like I'm the worst. I'm with you, Carson. Yeah, this is the worst example, but he was just like, so I felt super disrespected and I felt like that's not even like, have you been resenting me this whole two years? Like, I just, where did that even come from? And that just really hurt my feelings. And, and you just did the one thing I asked you not to do. Yeah, and you, yeah, but he doesn't do that. I mean, I, I'm not just saying that as like battered one, woman <laughs> syndrome here, but he doesn't normally do that. But so, like, it was just a really weird, but that was just a good example. My takeaway from that was like, and he still didn't really apologize, but now we joke about it. It's like a joke. Like, yeah, I know, I'm waiting for that apology now. I'm like, <laughs> he, I know he wants to give it to me, but now it's like a joke where he's not going to do it. But so it's like we curl up in bed at night instead of reading a book, we're like, and where's that apology? You know? <laughs> so it's like this huge joke. And so it's now it's turned into like a humor thing. But also, like, I, I, I would have really, like, I would have really been not graceful and I would have, I would have like demanded an apology. Like, so I think less of what he did, that was more an example of like how I've changed maybe mm-hmm. this last little bit that yeah. I was just like, okay. And, but I was really angry for like the first 30 minutes and like, I really was like, that's not even like, okay, like he's not going to hear this. So y'all can say what you want, but like, there's no correlation there. Right. Like that's not, she's a kid and she doesn't want to eat something new. Right. Mm-hmm. Like somebody confirmed this for me. Um, yes, yeah. that's true. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what so many kids. Okay. Like, so that's, that that's I I like in my house she, daily. Even if she hadn't had this argument, she could have, you know, so anyway, so I feel like, that's right. Mo- and I think that like you learning how to not make that your fault and also letting him kind of do his own process instead of demanding an apology. Yeah is probably not maybe what you always would have done. Oh, no. I would have been, like, I would have um, amped up the drama, you know, and demanded and, like... I think that's the biggest... Time just decreases the drama. Mm Mm-hmm. The uh, the way that Kaylin and I, I think, have changed the most is a little bit more understanding of each other's communication styles. That feels, like, really stereotypical, but... It really was when I was able to understand what I was saying earlier, like when I keep talking, he, it's not like he's just being stubborn and obstinate and doesn't want to hear me anymore. He's trying to process information that I said five minutes ago. And so he's not even hearing the, the, you know, pearls of wisdom that I feel like I'm sharing. So for me to be able to step back and go, what's the most important pieces of my message I'm going to share those. I'm going to let him sit with them. And for him to go, even though I'm still processing this, like I know it's not fair for me to withdraw because, you know, in marriage, so many times there's a withdrawer and there's a pursuer. And so in our marriage and many marriages, 80% 80 of marriages, it's the woman is the pursuer. Um, So for him, it wasn't, wasn't fair for me when he withdrew. And I could create all sorts of things in my imagination that he was thinking and these terrible thoughts that he was having about me and about our marriage. And really, he's just sitting there going, I don't know what to say. You know, I when Kyle and I first got married, so I am a good arguer. I don't lose my cool in arguments. I don't lose my ability to think in mm-hmm. arguments. I my brain to mouth ratio is usually yeah, pretty accurate. Yes, like, it, right. And there's a there's a quick connect with mm-hmm. my mouth and my brain. I, and um, uh, and sometimes that's not useful. Mm-hmm. But 
in an argument, it's hard to win with me if you're not also like super, right. super quick. Like, um, I know what I think before I can like my mouth. Or you is, can generate it real fast oh, in the yeah, moment. I mean, like I know what I think immediately. Yeah, that's how I am too. Is that a seven mm-hmm. thing? I guess? That's a yeah. seven thing I think. But, um, but yeah, I already know what I think and it's, it's, it's processing super quick. And, um, I remember we would argue and I would like, I would stop talking and then there would just be silence. Oh, and I've lived that. And I would, I remember in early marriage saying things to Kyle, like, this is the space where you say words, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know, like this what, is the, literally like, like, okay, what is your response to everything yes, I just and, said? And you're, it, yeah, I'm tapping it's on the mic. Tap, tap, on. tap. Uh, sir, it's your time to respond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, let the like, reflect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he would say, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I remember that would infuriate me and it would make me feel like he was total. And, I, and I'm not saying there's probably wasn't some times where it was like he's checking out mm-hmm. like or he is. Well, you're assigning out. all sorts of truth to that. But but the, but I think what I have found out in 15 years of marriage is that he actually doesn't know what he thinks yet. Mm-hmm. Like, like when he's not talking, it doesn't mean he's icing me out. Right. It, or doesn't, it doesn't always mean that. Like, right. it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't always mean he's icing me out. Sometimes he really doesn't know what he thinks. Mm-hmm. And, and over time I've found that because that isn't just true in an argument with us. It's true in a, like right now, like, what are we going to do with our kids? Well, I'll say out loud, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Like I, I'll have thought it through, even though like I might change my mind a million times. Cause I don't ever feel committed to any, you know, like, <laughs> I, like this is what I say we're doing today, but tomorrow I'll say something different. And mm-hmm. I don't feel committed to what I just said. Um, Kyle is a, like thinking more methodically, more mm-hmm. like, like he's, he's really weighing it so much. And I mean, I am too, but I think, but it's quicker, it's quicker, but I think for him, it's like, he really, he really is giving so much weight to all of the arguments all of the time mm-hmm. that it really does take him a while to get to like, what do I think about this? Like, I, and I think I didn't believe him early on that he didn't. And then mm. now that I've watched him, not just in an argument do that, but like really anytime we make a decision, he just is much slower about mm. making decisions than me. Um, because I think it takes him a minute. And when I, when I realized that, like, I don't, that's, that's something I need to allow for because that's, yeah. that's just a difference in the mm. way we think and process and, when I allow for that and don't let that be something that makes me angry or something that needs to change about him. Um, that took me so many years to understand that. Like maybe the Enneagram helped with that a little bit, but just like life experiences. And I hope, I mean, I know kids have to learn things on their own, but I just hope I can teach my daughter that like that she, by the time she leaves my house, that she will understand that people process things different and there's Mm -hmm. a different speed there and a nuance that, you know, I just think her life would be so much easier and she would have a lot less conflict. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, allow, allow for those differences. And, and I've, I, I had the same, I made the same kind of mistake that you made of like projecting a certain, a certain meaning behind a communication your style. Your silence speaks volumes. Yeah, your silence speaks volumes. That, that whole piece of like, oh, I know what you're thinking. Yes. No, you can't possibly. I, I have no idea what he's thinking, but in my mind, I made it, you're icing me out. 
Um, you're just, you just don't want to talk about this anymore. This isn't important to you. And I know that there's still so much for us to learn about each other. I'm sure that anyone listening to this is like, that has 30 or 40 years under their belts, like you fools, you have no idea what's coming, waiting, waiting, wait for the empty nest. Um, but it is neat to continue to see the fruit because like he is my favorite person on the planet. He is my number one choice to hang out with. Um, we do get through conflict so much more quickly now than we used to. And like, I love being able to tell my girls and being able to model for them. Like, yeah, that's my best. Daddy's my best friend. And, and my son, I always say my girls still. Um, but like being able to say that and mean it and for them to be able to see our parents yeah. really enjoy each other. And when we like are excited to go on a date with each other, that they get to see that. So I think it's, it's certainly worth the work to make it good. Um, and it's, I mean, it's refining to me as a person to, to try and see things from his perspective. Well, I think this, um, marriage is such a big topic. Let's do it again, guys. Yes, like, for like, sure. Mar- mar- marriage part de. Yeah. That's, <laughs> marriage right. part de. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. Um, yeah, because I think we can, like, this is just kind of scratching the surface. Yeah. But, now um, we can take notes all week and, like, get Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there you go. Love it. I'm so like, glad you came it. back. Yes, yes. Thank you for coming back. And it's it's nice to have somebody around the corner that we're like, hey, can we have a third voice in here? <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for joining us on Embarrassment of Richard. We hope you join us again soon.